This podcast is part of the GWC Network. For more information on it or to check out some of our other awesome podcasts, visit us at galacticwatercooler.com. After the tone, enjoy the show. This is Modern Geek Podcast number 69, recorded December 31st, 2012. I'm Chuck. And I'm Juan. Welcome back to Modern Geek. Last Modern Geek of the year. Yes, very cool, actually. Mm-hmm. 68. Wow, it's been a while. Yeah. It's nice. Oh, yeah. This week, we are just foregoing the news because we have some fun, I think. Uh, Juan and I have been, we've spent the last, I don't know, two, three days engrossed in playing with the Nexus 7. Indeed, yes. Uh, Chuck was... Uh kind enough to hook us up here and uh we've been uh we've been playing around with a couple of these and i gotta say i am pretty impressed with android yeah you know uh it's really funny because uh it's you know it's not at all what i thought in a lot of ways you know good and bad like uh as far as you know a year ago even certainly too you know, when when I went to the store thinking, hey, I want to check out Android tablets. Mm-hmm. Well, even when you bought your tablet, what, six, eight months ago? Yeah, I think I got it in May. Yeah. yeah when, I, when I picked up my iPad 3. The- you go into the store and you pick up the Android tablets and they're running a bunch of different versions of Android, like we talked about at the time. And most of them, especially the less expensive tablets just were completely unusable. You know, you'd look at them and you'd be like, it's not a question of what I like or don't like. This thing is not usable, you know? Yeah, exactly. They're like the thickness of four zip disks. And they have a resistive touchscreen and... Uh, right. And like 42 minutes of battery life and that that just sucks. And Android, like, back-leveled four versions. Yeah, right. <laughs> and you're not going to get an update. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, those days are somewhat gone. Google, with their own you know, kind of putting their name on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you can be pretty assured that they're going to get updates, you know, yeah. you think they would. And uh, the hardware is night and day from that. I mean, the, the Nexus seven, which we have, a, we have the 16 gig Wi-Fi version, which was a whopping 200 bucks, <laughs> 209 in Canada. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's because your money's so damn valuable. If it wasn't for that, but uh, import fees. Yeah. 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 <laughs> It's the screw you. You got that good yeah. money. We're going to get it. I mean, you no, the I hardware is pretty solid. I mean, it's an it Asus is. product. It um, is. And no, it's not hidden at all. I mean, yeah, as any of you know, who've gone down and played with one of these things, I mean, it feels really solid. It has a nice kind of textured back and everything. Um, this, but actually, the, the textured back, uh, I don't think I need a case for this. No, no. You can sit it down without feeling like you're going to break it. It's good yeah. enough. And, uh, you know, you don't drop tablets. That's just the way it works. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, I mean, the, the the screen is beautiful. You know, the touch touch stuff works great. Uh, the processor, and we, I won't get into details. I mean, you can look up the specs if you like. Who gives it down? The bottom line is it's extremely responsive. Oh, yeah. You know, um, it, it it's running Jelly Bean, 4.2.1, I believe. One, yeah, I have update. to update when, when we first turned them on. Right, and uh, which is awesome, very pretty, lots of customization options, really nice. Um, 
easy to understand and operates a little different, but uh, from what we're used to. But I mean, took minutes to figure out, which is the whole point, right? If you can figure it out in a couple of minutes, who really cares? You know. Well, yeah, I, I particularly like the uh, the soft home button. Agree. As as my iPhone sits in the other room charging with a half dead home button, I. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like that. That virtual button is pretty idea. nice. Yeah. The, the the one button I've had a lot of problems getting used to remembering is there is the back button. Yes, that and is something that's just not there on on the iOS devices, and you're usually just hitting the top left corner of whatever app. Sometimes that doesn't do what you want it to on Android. You gotta remember to hit that back button. Yeah, yeah. Like in a browser, you're constantly thinking, okay, now do I use the one on the bottom or? Do-? But it's fine. You know, I mean, these are, these are just things I find that I can go back and forth and don't care that much, you know, mm-hmm. it's perfectly fine. Um, and, and, you know, backing up a little bit from this after our last discussion, uh, individually, we had talked about it. One was interested in maybe, uh, his next phone, maybe being Android. So, mm-hmm. uh, we were kind of weighing it and finally we just did what we classically do and created a massive spreadsheet and started loading in every app that we use and looking to see, hammering the Google Play store and seeing what we can find, you know? And what was good is that actually most of the apps that we use have are just one-to-one available on, on the Android app store. Yeah, or there was some, for the most part, there was some kind of replacement that, yeah. you know, made some sense. What's interesting, though, in, in like day four of, of using the crap out of it, right? is is the quality of some of those apps. Hmm. Some of them are actually really awesome. Uh, Twitter comes to mind. Twitter is is the best Twitter experience I've had, actually. And Twitter is really cool. Yeah. Uh, Facebook is mediocre. You know, it's, it's okay. I, I realized, too, that we just last week had talked about my previous best Twitter usage with the uh, Windows application. Oh, yeah. Well, it's you. You're just a whore. You're a Twitter whore. Every week, it's a new... I'm just kidding. Uh-huh. I agree. It is It is really good, you know? Um, and then, uh, you know, some of them are s- kind of similar, like the, uh, the Gmail client and the email client that they have with it. Functionality-wise, they, they look pretty, you know, and and they're they're easy to understand the interface and use. Uh, in a lot of ways, I like the interface better than the than the uh, kind of tile based Apple version. But this is where you kind of run into some issues. You know, like advanced things that just get handled, like for example, uh, a unified inbox which can move items between IMAP accounts. Yeah, and and handle multiple sender identities. Right. Things that uh, not so much. Apparently, nobody's come across this, or at least I haven't found any kind of third-party app or plugin that will facilitate this. But if you know of one, let us know. Oh, please, yes. The ability to send you with have one account set up and send from say, you know, like one at galacticwatercooler.com, but also as say news or something like that. Yeah, so one at Modern account. Geek, you know? Yeah, exactly. When you're using the same mail server, for yeah, example. Exactly, yeah. Which is and, common. And then also being able to file from one, from one if you have two accounts set up, being able to file messages from one to the other. Because that just works on iOS. And it's really surprising that, you, you know, actually I think, now thinking back on it, I remember I was a little miffed when uh, Sparrow got bought up by Google. Um, I'm, I'm kind of fine with that now. Please, please improve your email client. Yeah. Use it. And, and you made a really good point that I think you should make here, which is that, 
if you look at the history of these, like for a long time you had the web browser and Chrome. And yeah. now you just have Chrome because Chrome is obviously the answer. Yeah, Chrome's kind of superseded the, uh, the web browser. Yeah, I think you can still get it, but uh, I why? Yeah, and uh, and Juan pointed out to me that he's like, well, the next thing I think might happen, especially with the Sparrow purchase, would be the combination of email and Gmail accounts, you know, into a single very functional email account. It was just mail. It'd be nice if they if they do a couple revamps on that email client because it's it's passable in a jam, but I wouldn't I wouldn't want to use it as as my primary mobile yeah. email, which client. is an issue. Yeah, that's a pretty big one. Um, and and every now and then you run into issues like the My Net Diary app, app for example, uh, is just miserably bad on Android. Right. Yeah, all of the key features that make it great are not there. Well, I mean, even, I mean, quality of app can always be improved by the people writing the app. Sure. I would say the the weirdest difference between iOS and Android using it uh, kind of on a day-to-day basis as, is uh, UI inconsistency right. more than anything. Right. And, that, and that's really where it comes down to is like, okay, some play, uh, even just the previous example of some cases I hit the back button in the browser, some case I hit back button on the main Android. And sometimes I hit the little icon in the corner to go back. Or, you know, sometimes the settings are in, a, in the three little dot icon at the top right or the top or the top left or the bottom right or, you know. It, Next you to can, it in a list. Yeah. You, or, it's like uh, iOS sure doesn't have the ability to do as much in terms of um, app interaction and stuff. But the apps that are designed for it are very consistent across the board because, you know, Apple's got this kind of design um, guideline that everyone is seems to be pretty happy adhering to, and or if they're not, they're not doing it. And and that's what's really funny too is that the extensibility of the uh, of the OS leads to the idea that you can you can fix these problems. Like mm-hmm. like theoretically, you should be able to write a plugin or a modification, almost anything, to fix whatever your issue is. But as we kind of discovered, kicking this around. That's both blessing and curse, you know, because on the other hand, there's no responsibility track for it. Like I hit I hit share on a link and I get like 45 different options of how to share it. It's like, that's cool, but I am going to use four ever. So it's like, why can't I turn them off? Well, there's probably a way I haven't found it yet because it's you know, I'm still learning the interface. And again, I mean, little things like, for example, the uh, Evernote share is great, except links that you send are not links. You have to cut and paste them in Evernote to get to look at the site, you know, and it's annoying little things like that. It's like, come on, this is something that someone should have bitched about and fixed. And the reason that they didn't, the only reason I can think is that either one like you have a situation where, like with Apple, if you don't like mail, you bitch to Apple. You know, if you don't like anything, you bitch to Apple, right? And Apple kind of owns the whole thing. On the other hand here, that's bad because it's very limiting and you can't fix things and you can't customize things and, and you can here. And that's awesome, except that there's not, who do you bitch to, you know? Do you bitch to the manufacturer who probably modified the OS anyway. Do you bitch to Google? Do you bitch to, and everybody points fingers at each other. Classic example uh, in the Google play store, 
You know, I I read a couple of Condé Nast magazines like Wired. You know, I have I have a print subscription which enables me to see it on devices. They have built in a way to do that, but it doesn't work. You put your information in, it says I'm unable to verify. You know, you call Condé Nast, Condé Nast says it's Google's fault. You you ask Google, Google says it's Condé Nast's fault. Right. So, I mean, that's something that, especially seeing that they're a launch partner, you're kind of like, really? You know, I mean, this is the sort of thing that you expect, I guess, with that open system, you know? Yeah, and and that that is even more, I would say that, you know, being able to fix it yourself is even more of an argument for going with one of the Nexus products. Because I can't imagine sitting here, like, for example, knowing that there's a fix to an issue or that there's an app that could do it, but my particular Android has features locked down that I can't access. Um, with, yeah. with the Nexus, it's like they're even they're still doing software updates to the original, like, Nexus S or whatever, the original one that had come out that, you know, all, all of these ones that are running stock Android... I, I still, I, the more I look at it, the, I think, you know, this is nice. And when it comes down to it, it is only what I put on it. Right. And I like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think this, this kind of exposes one of the other issues that we ran into pretty quickly, which is, you know, again, in the Apple universe, if you're writing an app, generally what you'll find is that most people support the last couple of OSs. And because they're generally not significant changes between, you know, small updates like, you know, dot whatever updates, generally most apps will support six and five, for example, right now, but not four, you know, because because if you're that old, you know, I mean, phones you, are you've fallen gone. off the end of the Apple. You have and, and, and they yeah. can no longer afford to support you. Right. But it is it's nowhere near that far in the Android world, in a lot of cases with Android, they only support one dot something change. So like, for example, if you're on four, four dot one and you update to four dot two, you may not be able to use or download significant apps. You know, I haven't run across any specifically, but like Flickr. Well, I, I think the Flickr limitation was because you were using a uh, no. tablet, not a phone. It's a version, nope. really? Yep. It's a version issue. Wow. Well, that sucks. And there's a lot of them, actually. You come across a lot that says this isn't available for your version. Hmm. And if you imagine that, I mean, we're pretty much, we're running the latest version on Google hardware. Yeah. Or at least Google branded hardware, right? Hmm. I mean, you've got to imagine that the people who are on those special TOSs that maybe don't get the upgrades right away could get really hosed by that. Either that or that they're stuck on the specialty ones for so long that all the apps support it by the time that they get upgraded. Maybe, but, uh, but it's definitely an issue that you, you just have, I guess in the Apple will come to not expect, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of shocking. Yeah. There, there's a couple, I'm going to say quirks with the, uh, play store right okay first of all the play store is slightly different in canada (laughs) um and this okay this is going to be complicated in canada the music part just doesn't exist it's not available neither is google wallet you guys don't listen to music do you no i mean we, we already bought the cd well all of your people come here to make music so 
Yeah, and you can keep him. He, he's Heath Bieber. <laughs> okay, okay. And Brian Adams. Oh, come on. <laughs> but okay, so I've I've not used a credit card with Google. Uh-huh. So I go to purchase my first app, and it says you need to put in your credit card. Okay, so I put in my credit card, and it says, sorry, this is not valid. Uh, wallet is not available in your country. And I'm like, okay, that's weird. But what it's doing is that the Play Store localizes based on IP address. Oh, really? So what it does is it says, okay, you're in the U.S. Here's the U.S. store. To use the U.S. store, you need the wallet account, which is not available to your account because your account is Canadian. So I'm like, okay. So I remote home. To my home PC, go to Amazon, uh, they're not Amazon, a uh, Google Play website, add a credit card, like do, do my first purchase through there and send mm-hmm. it to the Nexus 7. I put in the credit card, it just registers it and passes it through, and now I'm able to make purchases from the Android device because the credit card's registered. Nice. But it didn't know enough to say, oh, you must have wanted the Canadian way of registering the credit card which isn't supported where you're from, but it is from the computer at home. So then I go, okay, well, let me load my bank apps on here. Now, one of the bank apps is localized to Canadian region. And you would imagine that, right? Okay. It's a Canadian account. Again, you know, it's going to be like Apple that they, that they say, okay, well you you have a Canadian account. So you have access to the Canadian uh, uh, available apps. Nope. I try to install it on here and it says, you know, it's not available in your region. And then I try to push it from my desktop at home, again, remote it in, and it says the Nexus 7, your next, that Nexus 7 is not eligible to receive that software. I'm going to assume that when I get home, connected to my home Wi-Fi on a Canadian IP address. You're just going to have it. <laughs> I'm just going to go to the site and download it, and it'll go on there because i looked up the dev uh requirements and it says store you know store location is determined by uh, phone number and if the device doesn't have a phone number it determines it by ip address so it doesn't uh, none of this accounts for taking your device to another country i'm i'm impressed that it figured out as much as it did well, I kind of forced it to figure out as much as it did. But it's fascinating. I mean, it definitely. On the other hand, there was one positive that was kind of funny. Um, you went to buy a keyboard. Yes. The, um can't remember the name of it. It's called. As just uh, some. Swift key. Yeah. It's the one where it's a predictive text. Thing. Right. So I, I purchased and download Swift key. I'm like, okay, here we go. And I got it installed i run it and it says oh hold on this isn't this is optimized for phones not for tablets it's like okay well i'm out 99 cents or a buck Whoops, 99 whatever. Or whatever whatever it's I'm, I'm gonna spend you know like 40 or 50 bucks on apps at first anyway i don't really care and so i go drag it to uninstall and this was within a few minutes and i get a little pop-up saying um your purchase has been refunded and I then get an email, you know, the little receipt that says, you know, yeah, your purchase was refunded. You you only had the app for four minutes. So here it goes. And then I purchased and downloaded the tablet specific version, which just worked. 
Uh, I I really like that. That there's no way to get a refund from Apple. Really, you can ever you can report an issue and try to get a refund, and there's mixed success with that. But I mean, the fact that they just do that is brilliant. I got to give them uh, major kudos for that. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. So I I kind of feel like Google Play is a little bit kind of. A little, a little bit getting started, you know, like, like well, they're still kind of figuring some of this out, but I love the thinking, you know, I love the idea behind it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, boy, I'll tell you one thing that, that I, I am completely shocked. This is the first seven inch tablet I've owned and, uh, man, I love the form factor. The size is it's awesome. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, yeah, I know it's smaller. Yeah, whatever. I mean, but like there are just so many times when I felt like my standard tablet was too big, Mm -hmm. you know, like it was more than I really wanted, but my phone was too small and man, I just, this is perfect. Yeah. Like I still like that. I have the iPad three because I've got, I've basically use it when I'm mobile as a uh, laptop replacement and I can I mean, you've seen this. I I can oh, type yeah. as fast on it nearly as I can on an actual keyboard, um, which is handy when you have to SSH into a server and uh, acknowledge a, a ticket issue or something like that. Uh, I th- I think, though, I mean, I've got a Kindle as well, and I've always been happy with the size of it. And this isn't... The, it's the same size as the Kindle. It's not that much heavier. And... While I still like the e-ink in terms of uh, in terms of reading a book uh, ex- for an oh, extended agreed. period of time, this is perfect for for just like this is like this will be my Google Reader app, uh, device just for sitting around wanting to catch up on you know checking out Flipboard and checking out Google Reader, checking out Twitter. This is a lot more convenient than the iPad. The 10 inch or any 10 inch tablet, I would think. And that's it. You know, I mean, whatever you're buying, I think you you have the choice of 10 inch or seven inch now pretty much. And uh, certainly you do with uh, both Apple and Android. Yeah. And uh, my next tablet will be a seven inch or a a small tablet, be it an iPad mini or be it, you know, one of these version of that. (laughs) Yeah. One or the other, it's going to be, it's going to be this size. Uh, speaking of, I, I know we're kind of jumping around here, but, you know, uh, speaking of, of reader apps, I mean, we did find a pretty good one. Um, it's called Press. Right. Which yeah. which is not bad. It's it's kind of like, if you can imagine, it's like a sort of half-hearted version of Reader, R-E-E-D-E-R. Um, it, it even looks like Reader, which is, which is kind of neat. But uh, a couple of kind of key things missing, per usual. Like... Uh, yeah, like the fact that, I mean, if you're looking at a full view article, you can't skip to the next article without going back to the list and back. So if you want to... That's a very kind of flipboard type of design. Yeah, like, you know, if if you can, and you can imagine that the author apparently only reads this way, right? Because with some accounts, like with Slashdot, for example, there's no reason to look at each article. You look at the list and you pick the ones you want to read, right? Yep. But uh, I also subscribe to four or five art blogs. And let's face it, you're looking at the picture. You know, what the title is just isn't that important. So generally the way I read those in readers, I go into the full view and then I skip page down and look at the at the header pictures and then the one that's interesting I read, you know? Yeah. 
um, can't do that with, with press, you know, it's uh it's a flip, 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 screw this. I'll look at it on my iPad. You know, <laughs> I think part of that comes down to, you know, just your process, you know, it's agreed. You're, as a, if you're used to looking at things in one, one way, switching that up can be a, a bit of a pain in the butt. Um, yeah. I mean, if, if you only read the way that author intends, you know, intends you to, uh, you would never notice that issue, you know, yeah. and there would be no reason for you to care. Mm-hmm. So, and I think there probably are a lot of people like that, but it's it's something that kind of tripped me up a little bit. Yeah. A couple of things that I I like that are probably obvious to Android users, but I just want to point out uh, widgets. Oh yeah, um, really, as well as it's lock like, screen widgets. I've got on. like a a weather one along the top with the, a big version of the time. I've got my inbox, a combined inbox in one corner, calendar in another corner, and a flipboard uh, covering the rest of the screen. And I, and then just a, you know, just only the dock with icons and groups of icons on it. So you've got basically nothing. <laughs> yeah, very light in the background in the top yeah. left. If you look, I have a clock. That's kind of cool. cool. But is that an active uh, wallpaper or? Uh, actually, it's a widget. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's just transparent. I just made it look like the nice. background. Yeah. And that's it. You know, you can build super incredible custom, you know, wallpapers and lock screens on 4.2. Apparently, that's mm. a new issue. That's a new thing for 4.2, oh, the lock screens. Yeah. Uh, prior to 4.2, no no lock screen widgets. They're cool. You I, can, I replaced, however, I replaced mine with uh, one that lets you control, like, uh, airplane mode, turning on and off Wi-Fi and, oh, and nice. lock rotation and that kind of stuff. You know, and and here's the thing too. Just just to again, you know, be clear about how much customization is available. You can turn off the lock screen. I mean, if you don't want a lock screen, like you just want it to come on to, yeah, it, you can do that. That's your option. If you want to lock it with a passcode, you can do that. You can replace the lock screen with an aftermarket lock screen. And for example, there are some people who have done extremely custom ones using this aftermarket one, which you can just download from the Play Store and lock right in and do whatever you damn well please with. Yep. Really cool. I mean, that's something that it's just you ask yourself. I mean, there's no reason not to do that, you know? Another one that I do like is the ability to toggle on uh, automatic app updates. Agreed. Come on, Apple. This needs to be the next feature. I know it took them forever to get the update all button they have just now got it to where you don't have to enter your freaking password every time you yeah i mean oh and yeah when you're purchasing purchasing free apps you, i don't think you have to put in your password on android it you just don't, installs and, them and you don't have to have a credit card on file yeah, in fact exactly. i didn't even put one in until i went to buy my first app and it's like hey you don't have a payment method i'm like oops you know yeah, it was like my third <laughs> day with this thing before i actually <laughs> i'm like oh crap you know i should probably do that yeah so pretty pretty sweet actually there'll be some more uh analysis that i put into it as i try to you know i i I like that there's the ability to um add service apps like for example the keyboard custom keyboards or um there's one that i will try out when i get home uh which is the uh sync contacts and calendars to icloud yeah i'm interested let me know says it's two-way sync but I want to go home and back up all my stuff first, yeah. just in case it goes wrong. Agreed. And I'd rather not do that while on vacation. So yeah, I think. Yeah, that's by a- the way, I'm down here this <laughs> in, in Texas. This yeah, week. in case they didn't notice with yeah. the uh, the quality. Of no, you usually course. do a good job that it sounds like I'm mostly <laughs> in the room anyway. So. No, that's awesome. 
awesome. It's great to have you down here. It's been fun playing with these. I mean, I feel like every so often you really need a piece of gear that you don't understand. Yeah. It's just I, not right. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, even as a, just as a, a techie geeky person to be enthusiastic about smartphones and, and tablets and all of this new technology and to not have one of the major platforms. I mean, I can get away without having a BlackBerry because I mean, yeah. Blackberry's kind of on the decline, but to not have an Android, it's kind of been a bit of a pain. Yeah. And uh, I'm really glad to have one that that has, you know, doesn't have a manufacturer or carrier specific uh, crap. On the other hand, I mean, and, and here's another kind of round of weirdness, right? So I, like, I look at this and I think after a day, I'm like, wow, this is really nice. You know, I wonder if I wanted a 10 inch version, you know, I wonder if I could get the 10 inch version of this, you know, because this would be great for, for, you know, if I need a 10 inch to get the same thing, but in 10 inch, uh, -uh. if you look, you know, uh, Samsung is the provider for the Nexus 10. And the Nexus 10 uh, isn't nearly as cool. Well, it's a different design choice. They they gave it a little bit of the Fisher Price bulge on the sides, and uh, I mean, they on the S3 that that kind of curved design plays well because you're you're holding it in your hands, and your hands have a bit of a curve to them anyway. But when you get those those curves tablet, yeah. on that size, it just looks you know it looks like a toy. Yeah, yeah, and, and not so much. And it has a a, a very a very wide bezel and it's uh, it's thick. I think the bezel is what's throwing me off yeah. because it's like you you don't see that on anything, like no. not even like high end monitors or anything. Nothing no. has that big no. of a bezel anymore. It looks dated, even though it's not. I think the next version of that will probably be pretty good. Kind of like how the next, like if if they come out with maybe a higher capacity Nexus Four, um, it's kind of like you know iterate a little bit you know improve on your design and carry forward a little bit here and yeah no i'm i'm uh i'm very hopeful i just uh i i have to admit you know based on four days i could not easily make the swap right away i mean there were some key apps for me and i i don't think this is true for everybody by any stretch but i would say that you've got but between the, the 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 fitness app that or uh, meal tracking app that that's not up to par, and OmniFocus and OmniFocus, which is a very Mac only kind of setup, which is a shame. Yeah, and and then I think probably the biggest for me, and like I said, I really don't think everybody else is going to have or care about this issue that much. But I'm going to share anyway because you know, right. um, <clears throat> as a student. Uh, I do a lot of research reading. Uh, I, I grab a whole bunch of, uh, of of academic papers and I read them and I notate them and I store them and I search them. And I use an app for that called uh, Papers, which is really awesome. Yeah, I've uh, not used it actually. Another, um, what's that? I've not used it oh, actually. Yeah? And another that I used before that and still use for everything from manuals to like, I keep manuals for most everything in the house in Goodreader, mm-hmm. you know, and things like that. There is no equivalent on, on the Goodreader. Not only do they not make it for the Android, they've, uh, I, I kind of looked into it a little and they've said, Hey, you know, it's not that we don't like the device or anything, but what makes this possible is that we're built heavily on a couple of libraries 
that are only that are iOS specific. Oh, that are Apple libraries. Yeah, and they're like, you know, it would be essentially starting from scratch for us to build an app for the Android. So we're just not going to do that, mm-hmm. and uh, that is a big bummer for me because essentially. Uh, you can't manage and read PDFs easily. And I don't mean just like open one and maybe do something to it. I mean like keep hundreds of them and keep them organized in a way you can you can use them. And, and better yet, sync back to a similar uh, app on, the, on your desktop, which allows you to work. I now have it set up to where I can read, uh, read papers on my mobile device. I can read them on my desktop, on my laptop, and they all keep synced in the same library and everything. Yeah, that... I, I think I'll agree with you that that's a very kind of vertical use case. It's it's not something that that most people are going to run I'm up. Weird. <laughs> yes, I am. I'm I am. very politely saying that you no, are. I am. You're, that's no you're lie. You're an iOS freakazoid. <laughs> no, that is no lie. And and it's a shame because I I found myself not thinking. Well, damn, you know what a junk, piece of junk. I kept thinking, aw. You, I like this. Why can't I have this? You know. You know what? Though? I always tend to look at like new technologies and 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 trying trying to see what I could live without. Yeah. Um. As yeah. kind of like uh, waves coming up a beach as the tide comes in. Is that you know trying out with the Nexus Seven here? You may not get all the way there, but oh, we got you know, a long way. Getting you like it all in all things considered for most of what you do during the day, like eighty five percent of the way there is not bad compared to what I thought we would get to. Yeah. And, you know, if, if the uh, sync capabilities and stuff work out, even that it's even f- closer there. Um, I always just like to, you know, every so, so often just kind of reevaluate what, yeah. what I'm using and just make sure that I'm not getting into a, a, a rut. Yeah. Because, you know, I think everybody's had that mode where, you know, like people, it works. Everybody got that screwed one. out by uh, when what was it? Uh, Microsoft Works went away uh, for Mac, and a lot of people got screwed out of old documents because they just they they never converted anything forward until there was no way to convert things forward, and then you know the machine Posed. dies, and then he's like, "Well, I've got all this data that's completely unreadable by anything modern." Dope. Yeah, it's like it's it's good to every so often see. Well, I know there's new ways. Am I just being crotchety, or is the, or is there a, is there a better way of doing things? Or, you know, I would say for the moment, um, especially for your case use case, and in a lot of stuff for mine, still probably uh, Not happy with, with iOS. But uh, I would say I am closer to uh, an Android phone than than you are. I mean. The only the only missing part for me, I would think, is OmniFocus. Um, but I email stuff into OmniFocus when I'm on my phone anyway. So there's yeah. ra- there's rarely a case. It's as I funny. Remember, I just used it today to uh, update uh, a server update checklist. But I mean, it's it's not that much left that I need an iOS phone for. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I expected to be half the way there, and it's more like seventy five for me. Yeah. Uh, for a tablet, maybe maybe fifty, for because I use so much, I use it so heavily for PDF reading. Um, for a phone, you know, I think the biggest annoyance for me is that one of the big things that in my process that I do is, <clears throat> and you know, with all the podcasts and and the other writing outlets and stuff, I'm constantly reading RSS feeds and tagging things for use in in posts or or podcasts, right? 
And I have a system set up to do that. I read via reader and I send them with to Evernote. And then every so often, like every day or two, I go into my Evernote inbox and I sort them, right? Yeah. And on on my phone, my iOS six phone, when I when I tab send tab send to Evernote from Reader, I get a beautiful full copy of the article with the picture, right? When I do it here, I get a link that is not a link, yeah. and it's I'm, really freaking annoying, you know. I I'm gonna keep looking. Yes, on that because either either a, a sharing service that does it or in between the two apps or a different app entirely. I'm going to think that there's probably a way around that. Yeah. I, I mean, we're, 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 we're three or four days into this. Yes, at this point, I, mean, so I mean, no way to tell. Yeah. I, I think that uh, I'm a lot closer than I thought I was. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, compared to what I, what I looked at with Android a couple years ago, um, not even the same. This is like, this ain't even the it's, same. It's sport. night and day. I mean, <laughs> Good on you, Google. They've re- they've really stepped up in terms of of the the uh, software development. Oh man, just flipping and looking at this from another angle, this is an incredible amount of device for two hundred bucks. Oh geez, yeah, it's Th- just this this invalidates life. all of those cheap tablets that I was looking at six months ago. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. If if this were around, I didn't have OmniFocus. Then I'm not sure which way I would have gone. Yeah, you probably would come home with one. I may have. Yeah. So anyway, it's going to be fun. Um, it's going to be fun. I, I'm looking forward. If you uh, if you have favorite uh, Android apps or favorite Android tweaks, we are wide open for them too. So yes, we <laughs> call us, email us. We'd love to hear. We are about newly it. deflowered in the Android <laughs> world. Please, somebody show us some experience. <laughs> I do have a funny story to share uh, at the end here. Yeah, you're picking it up now. I think this is hilarious. So, yeah, I was cleaning out a closet and uh, and had some really old tech in there. Things that you just hang on to because you're like, oh, I don't know, you know. And uh, Juan and I were throwing bags of crap away out of it. And we got a big laugh out of out of some of these. And one of my favorites is a Sony digital camera that belonged to my dad, actually. And uh, I don't know, I guess I got it in his stuff. And uh, when when I, I, so I suppose I inherited it literally. And I just kind of kept it around because it was really funny. Uh, do you see the model number on it? uh sony digital mavica model number mvc fd7 yeah so uh if you want to look that fd stands for floppy disk it uh writes images as you can imagine not very large ones on a uh, three and a half inch floppy disk, high density disks. Well, too. one would hope. <laughs> one point um, forty four megabytes, not just seven twenty k. Yeah, <laughs> seeing that your iPhone, if you have an even relatively recent one, takes photos that are larger than that, yep. uh, size wise. That's pretty funny, but uh, but yeah. Uh, so Juan and I, of course, immediately laughed. Found the charger, plugged it in, charged it up. Found a floppy that took some work. Plugged it in. And I uh, have been taking images with this for a couple of days. You know what it reminds me of? Do you remember that Pixel Cam they came out with that was like for kids? Uh, I think like a company made it was supposed oh, to be yeah, like the, a the, like a ViewMaster for kids. Fisher Price kind of style. Yeah. that had the big 
handle on it. Yeah, and it came in multicolors. And, and artists and, used them for years because it was so. It made these beautifully jacked up pictures. You know, yeah. I felt kind of like that. You know, like we're taking pictures with this. When you turn it on, the uh, back of it, the display says that it's January first, nineteen ninety seven. Yep, which I thought was pretty pretty funny. And the uh, every time it takes a picture, you hear the uh, spin up and right of a floppy disk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pretty, yeah, and it takes about oh forty seconds to write a picture and about a minute to show you one. Well, you know, it's got to flush that you know one point eight megabit megabyte <laughs> file buffer, right? Yeah. Well, I figure, yeah, we'll share some of these pictures as we get a chance. But it was it was pretty entertaining. <laughs> we got to find a machine that has a floppy drive in. <laughs> Actually, we found one in the closet, so now we just have to find one that has a floppy drive header in, it and we're, we'll be okay. But uh, yeah, good luck, right? But I think. Uh, you know, I, I got to admit, uh, there was some other funny crap in there, too. Uh, I had a Palm M100 and a 5. Uh, I have a 7 somewhere, and that's pretty cool. 7, seven was, was interesting. Really cool. That was the first, like, really mobile PDA that had a, uh, Internet a cell connection. carrier uh, yeah, connection in it. Yeah, yeah and I, I had one back when they came out new. How many hundreds of dollars a month was that? <laughs> I don't know, man. I had a company pay for it, but... For one megabyte a month. Actually, it was pretty reasonable. It was, it was, uh, it was unlimited. At the time, because it didn't talk very fast anyway. It wasn't well, like it's probably sending it as like a modem carrier over amps uh, technology. So. I don't know. Whatever it was, it was not bad. Yeah. Um, I used it to send and receive email, which was pretty cool. Yep. But uh, anyway, neat stuff. I was trying to think uh, if there was any. I think there was nothing else. That's that's probably it. Well, you've gone all the way from, from the... Uh, the uh, 2012 uh, Nexus 7 all the way back to the 1997... Uh, uh, technology FD7. so you're, you're covering like 15 years here so i think i think we're probably good <laughs> probably time to wrap up i think that's probably enough uh head expansion for today uh, you got anything to add here at the end uh thanks to everybody who listened through 2012 and uh 2013 should be fun yeah looking forward to it we'll see you next year yeah From everyone here at Modern Geek and GWC, thanks for listening. If you have something to add to the show, a news tip, feedback on anything we've discussed, or just some random awesomeness, we'd love to hear from you. Give us a call at 214-296-9229. That's 214-296-9229. And follow the instructions there to leave us a message for inclusion in a future podcast. You'll find other GWC podcasts, as well as the friendliest people in geekdom, on the GWC website and forum, galacticwatercooler.com. And don't forget, financial support from listeners like you keep all GWC podcasts on the net each week. To find out how to donate, visit galacticwatercooler.com slash donate. Thank <laughs> you.